but accelerate for you. Matthew 10, verse 14. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart out of the house or the city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Verse 16. Behold, I send you forth a sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as those. So, Pastor Buka, what do you understand from those three verses? Um, there is they are preceding um, yes. verses to that, but basically it talks about um, soul winning, yes. you know, um, witnessing for Jesus. And it gets to the point where Jesus understands that people would, you know, you go to areas and you get to places where people would not accept you, you not know, welcome the word that, you know, you are just. You've done everything you can. You've done your best. And you just leave them. Leave them that those cities, um, the city of Sodom and Gomorrah would testify against them. Like those cities would be, um, Sodom and Gomorrah would be better off than those cities in the day of judgment. Now in verse 16, it says, Look, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves. To be as shrewd as snake and harmless as those. So you get to that point where there are certain areas that, certain territories that are hostile, and certain territories that are not convenient. You don't. You, you there. There are ways you will act, and there are ways you will do things with wisdom. You don't just come out, you know, blatantly or come out anyhow. You have to be very observant. You have to be very careful. You have to you know, go there quietly. You are going in the midst of people that at any point in time they can just do anything. At any point in time they can, you know, turn their backs on God. At any point in time they can, you know, condemn you. So it's um, it's a message. It's a message to every single person to be careful, even as you know, we preach the gospel. And as you are, as just a snake, the snake can be here. And you know the snake would be in an environment that you know it means that when you find yourself amongst people especially as it has to do with preaching the gospel let it not be that you are the one that commands attention let the attention actually leave your personality and let the attention be focused on god let the attention be god and be as harmless as those so even though you are a snake where you are quiet and you are not noticeable, at every point you are ready to strike. <laughs> you know, you get to that point where the opportunity presents itself, you are able to release the word. You are able to speak. You are able to tell people. But people would not like, we did not know this is how you, you know, but at every opportunity you are able to speak the word, able to strike. <laughs> and you are also as harmless as a dog. Meaning that you are gentle, you are someone that can be approached, someone that people can tell their secrets, someone that people can tell what is going on with them. That is the significance of you know this particular But I actually want you to portray on the fact that the Bible says, Whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words when you depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in that day, in the day of judgment, than for that city. What what do you understand by that particular? I think God has done a good work explaining verse 16 very well. What do you understand from verse 14 and 15? You know, praise God. Hallelujah. It is an assignment that God gave us to go into the world and preach the gospel to every soul. Now, you're going out to preach out to people, or to reach out to people. One thing you should have in mind that these people you're going out to meet, they don't have roots at all in Christ. So, anything can happen. As you're preaching the word 
And number one, you should know the kind of, you know, so many of us, you know, uh, the preachers, uh, so many of us, we, we have not come to understand that, you know, the choice of words we use in preaching to people. And there are some people, they want to use an, an, an quick words like to, to make people feel. You should know the choice of words you use for people. There is a particular person I we, I met. Uh, you know, he came to preach to me, and he was preaching about hell, hellfire, blah blah blah. No, <laughs> I, I was laughing. It's not a bad thing. He's he is doing what he knows according to his knowledge. He's, he's like if you don't if you don't repent, you go to hell. If you're a smoker, you stop it, or else this will happen. Is that? You're preaching to me, a sinner, I don't know Christ, I, I have no stand with Christ. And you're preaching, you know, I can get angry. For example, now, I'm a smoker, and you're saying that if I... Whoever shall not receive the word of God in your mouth, whoever shall not receive you, says, dust your feet, just dust your shoes, and leave. Let your peace return to you. So this tells us that as believers, what we give, what we stand to give to the world is a treasure. It's something that they can't get cheaply. It's something that once they do, once they lose, what will what will happen with them will be will be will be more terrible than what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. And what, the question is what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah? Sodom and Gomorrah resisted the word of God. Sodom and Gomorrah could not receive the word of God. So even when angels were sent to go and uh, minister to Lot, they sought to sleep with even angels. Now, if they would so seek to sleep with angels, what would they have done to people who came as prophets, who came as preachers? So Sodom and Gomorrah had a heart that was shot against the gospel. This is not just listen. This is this is not just going to be. This is not just for Christians. This is for everybody. This is not just for unbelievers, this is for even you that are that we that are Christians. If we shut our hearts to the word of God, what happens to us? This scripture is telling us what happens to a believer whose heart is shut to the word of God. What happens to a person who, who is not even a believer yet, whose heart is shut to the word of God? It says what happens to them is gonna be worse than what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah multiplied in sin. The Bible says that in the book of um, James, it says, He that converted his soul, saved, uh, he that winneth his soul, uh, um, saved him from hell and restricted sin, covered multitude of sin from being revealed. That's what the Bible says. So every time we receive the word of God in our heart, or every time a person hears the word of God come from our heart and receives it, we have not just saved that soul, we have actually we have cut short the, the potential for sin to multiply. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. And therefore, we have eliminated destruction that should have befallen fall, that person. So this scripture is trying to tell us that. So we whenever we go to preach the gospel, we should have we should go with that mindset that we have we have value that the world needs. We are stoppers of iniquity. We are givers of peace. The Bible says, dust your shoe and leave. That means a person who refuses the word, hardens his heart to the word, has actually closed his gates against peace, the peace of God, the presence of God. Anybody who rejects you has rejected the presence of God. That's what it means. And so with that mindset, be bold. With that mindset, when you go to preach the gospel, when you're sharing the word of God, be bold. That's what the scripture is trying to tell us. Be bold because if that person eventually does not re or refuses you or rejects you or rebukes you, the person is doing himself harm. The person is doing his future harm. It's not. It's not. It's not going to affect you. It's going to be him and be affected. And this picture is also trying to prepare us for what is going to be happening in the end of days. Very soon, there will be people resistant to the gospel. Yeah. We are coming to an age where people will no longer be bold to preach the gospel. There will be persecutions. There will be tribulations for everybody who claims and claims to be a child of God. And so this scripture is preparing us. We're actually stepping into that day. Even now, it's already happening. If you say you are tithing, 
everybody comes against you. These are fundamental, fundamental rules, fundamental instructions for the Christian, for the, the believer, and people are already fighting against it. All right, so, so let's read um, 17, 18, and 19. So we're going to read 17, 18, and 19. So just so that we can be very quick. Once I read, you explain, I'll explain. Then we'll read another one, we'll explain, then we'll all summarize together. Is that okay? So 17, 18, and 19. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils and they will scourge you in their synagogue. Says verse 18. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for your for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. Verse 19. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak. For it shall be given you in the same hour that ye shall speak. Man of God. Okay, um, yeah. Verse 19. Yes. It's um, saying, like, it's giving an explanation of what would happen like, in verse 18 and verse 17. Mm. Okay, so verse 17 is saying, But beware of men, mm. or they will deliver you up to the council, mm. and they will scourge you in their synagogue. So, um, as you said earlier, that some of these things that are happening are pointing to the end times. They are already happening. They are signs of the end times. These are things that are happening. And when it says that these people will deliver you up to the councils and they will scourge you in their synagogue, it means that even in the church, there are people that would be looked upon as people that these ones are not. They would, they would leave the fundamental doctrine of Christ and will now be following their own um, words. And these so-called churches, because they're not the synagogues, and so these so-called churches would be talking about this, and they'll be persecuting Christians, and they'll be persecuting those that are standing for Christ, those that are doing what is right. And it, does, it goes even beyond the churches now. It will be, be brought before kings, brought before um, great men, brought before um, men of substance in the, mm. in, the, in, the, in, the, in the world, in the country, in your families, where you belong. These things are going to happen. Now verse, um, verse um, 19, yeah? Mm. Verse 19 says, but when you, when they deliver you up, so but, like, verse 19 is starting with but, meaning that, okay, all these things are going to happen. Now when they now happen, this is what it is meant to be for. This is the reason it's going to happen. This is the reason you are going to be brought before kings. This is the reason you are going to be brought before important people. This is the reason the churches or some churches will talk against you. This is the reason why this would happen. The reason why you would come before these great people, before a large crowd, because when you come before a synagogue, it's now an opportunity. And what is this opportunity? Because like he says, but when they deliver you up, take no thought of how of thought how or what you shall speak so meaning that it is an opportunity to speak that's the reason ah. you are appearing before these people that's the reason you are going to stand before a great crowd of persons some people would have gathered lots of people the wrong way but god will bring you to a point where you'll be able to stand before these people the bible says you'll be scorched before this now let me look at it from um sorry i'm taking a from another translation. It says, but beware, you will be handed over to the courts, you will be flogged with whips in synagogues. And this one, another end, the, and the Passion Translation says, for they will, those who will betray you before their religious councils and brutally beat you and whips in their public gardens. So it's something that you will come before where people are. It's not just going to be whips, they might not use cane and flog you, but their words, ahead. Uh -huh. Be listening. So the reason for all these things is so that you will be able to speak. And when it is time to speak, you don't need to worry about what you need to say. God, that is when you now see the next oh, glory verse to God. tells you what to say. Hallelujah. So this is so profound. When you are being attacked on Twitter, yes. when you are being attacked on Facebook for publishing the counsel of God or the word of God, says... Don't take any thoughts for what to say. Say for it because it will be given to you then. 
what to say. When you are being arrested, there will be times where, we'll be, where people will be arrested. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The first idea we should have is that we are, we are carrying what the world needs. What the world cannot do without. We are stoppers of iniquity. We, are, we, are, we stop the multiplication of sin and destruction upon the earth. Mm-hmm. See what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. Fire came down and consumed them because sin multiplied. They couldn't listen. They couldn't receive. Do you understand what I'm saying? So what, what we are, we are conductors of the, the word of God, the will of God, the counsel of God, and the presence of God that stops the multiplication of Satan's agenda. That's what we are. And so because that's what we are, we'll be, we'll be resisted. Satan will get men to arrest us. Satan will, Satan will steer men up to attack us. When we talk about godly virtues, staying whole, staying sexually pure before getting married, we talk about godly virtues, staying out of alcohol, people will attack you. And the Bible says, try not to be intellectual about this. Depend on the Holy Spirit. For at that point where you, you, are, you are being questioned, you are being attacked, at that point where you are, you, you are being shot down, being shot or being dragged on Twitter, says, I'll give you what to say. So the, pro- the problem we have now is Christians are arguing, shouting, trying to be intellectual, trying to be intelligent. Even if, when God, even, when, if God gives you a word to say, to cop down that attack that you're having, or, um, that confrontation you have with people, you might still have some people who will speak against it, who will go against it. But because God had given that word to speak, it will... It will become like light. It will become like salt. It will save some hearts. Some persons will still go and comment, hey, but that word that has been received from God. Yeah. Verse 20 is so profound. It goes ahead to talk about the word yeah. that has been received. Verse 20 says, For it is not ye that speak, yes. but the spirit of your father, which speaketh in you. Mm-hmm. Verse 21 says, And the, bro- the brother shall deliver up the brother to death. And the father, the child, and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. Verse 22 says, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Amen. Amen. So, so take, it, take it up from there, sir. <laughs> okay, um, so just as um, verse 20 explains what we just said earlier. Um, 21 now starts off another sin where Jesus is saying, and the brother shall deliver up the brother to death. The father, the child, the, the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be to death. And he shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. He that endureth to the end shall So it's clear. It's actually very clear because the, as you said earlier, what we carry, what we have is something that is so precious, something that is so important to the world, and because of that, people are going to be stared up. You know, people are going to be stared up, both from the government, as we've seen in the previous scriptures. You know, the government will come against you, um, churches will come against you, people will come against you, even people you felt are Christians will come against you. And you know, so on and so forth like that and but because of the way things are and because of the way you know the world is now tending to people will no longer love themselves um, um just as the scripture says and the, the iniquity shall abound and the love of many shall wax cold the moment love is now being strangled the moment love is now being strifled mm. and you know it's now being choked in, in an environment the, the next thing that starts to prevail is hate. hate. Hate starts to prevail. You know, contempt starts to prevail. Anger starts to prevail. Jealousy starts to prevail. Well, love is this particular word that encompasses everything about God. But the moment love is now being strangled, every other thing that negates love, the fruits of the devil, they begin to take manifest. And when they begin to manifest, you begin to see results. Fatherhood against the child. Oh, yeah. The child will be against the father. Mm. 
brothers that are put and bond together with the same blood, they are against each other. But it goes beyond that. Even this, in the spiritual setting, your spiritual brother would now want to fight yes. you. Would now be against you. Eh? Spiritual fathers that have that are meant to shield their children would now be the ones delivering the children to the hands of the enemy, just as the scripture says here. Eh? And the father shall okay, will rise up against them. Okay, brother, and the father, the father and the child. That means the brother will deliver the brother to death. The father, the child, and the children shall rise up against them. No, things like that, commotion and chaos everywhere. All these things are being stirred up because. Number one, um, love is being strangled. Number two, um, the, 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 the purpose initially is to ensure that the gospel is being preached, to ensure that um, the catastrophe that is meant to happen does not, to ensure that sin does not multiply. So once this sin, once it is noticed, or once there is, once there is a prevailing, eh, once the gospel is prevailing, then the enemy sets in bring about chaos and once there is chaos what was what you have been saying before mm. people will no longer be listening to each they will now be trying to see how to settle chaos so this chaos comes, comes in to want to stop god's program word and god's plan but you, you keep reading you see what happens amazing so it says it says because brothers shall deliver brothers of death their father, child, children shall go against their parents. Yeah. And all of these things is just to distract people from receiving the word of God. Yeah. He says, so when 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 the wickedness in the world increases and you come and say Jesus loves you, someone will say, Shut up, shut, shut your mouth, get out of here, get out of here. Can't you see that they just bombed Kano? Yes. Just bombed Boronu. Can't you see what is happening? You're here preaching about Jesus. This is exactly what is happening now. He says, and because of because of the word of God in your mouth, you said you shall be hated of all men. Because of God, it says you shall be hated of all men. You know. Mm. Verse twenty-three. Let's read verse twenty-three to verse twenty-five. Let's read. Uh, let's see what it says and what will happen subsequently. It says, "But when they persecute you in this city, flee ye into another city. For verily I say unto you." Ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man become. Says the disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master, and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall he they call them? Of this household. Praise the Lord. So, emoji. Okay, um, <clears throat> you know, I want us to really look at some certain things you know, from the scripture. Yeah. The, let's look, let's just, let me say something before. Yeah, yeah. Let me say something. So, verse 23. Verse 23 says, but. I know that we are looking at 23, 24. When the scripture was written, you know, as a full sentence. As a full sentence. Like a complete, like it's like reading a letter. Yes, sir. So all those points and everything, 23, 24, this were something that were fixed by humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like King James now, the writer of the King James Bible, he was um, the king of Great Britain then. So these are points that he made. So, but look at something. Verse it says, "But, but," meaning that all these things are happening. But, but, like an interjection. But when they persecute you in the city, in this city, flee ye into another. For really, I say unto you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel. The Son of Man comes. So, meaning that this is happening here. Huh? There is need for you to live here and go to the other place. It's like what happened to Apostle Paul. He was, the Spirit of God told him, okay, um, don't go to this place. Go to this place. Um, there are some persons that will be like, no, 
now preach there. You no, know, it's the word of God or it's the work of God at least. The truth of God said, no. Um, don't go here, go to this place. You know, like that. And that is the essence of this particular scripture. The essence of this particular scripture is sensitivity to the spirit. Sensitivity to the spirit. Now, what would make someone leave a particular area and go eh, to another area? It means that that person would have been listening to directives. Be listening to directives. Jesus was not going to be with them at this point. Someone was going to come. And the person was going to come was going to give them directives, the Holy Ghost. And he's going to say, okay, this area, if you preach, keep on preaching here, it will not get, and there will be no yield. You will not get results. Leave this place. You will still come back here, but leave here for now. Go to this area. And so they would keep going. And the, the, let me let me look at the other part of the listening. I just try as much as possible to explain this other side. Let's see the other part of the 23. Now it says that I tell you the truth, the Son of Man will return before you have reached all the towns. Okay. Um, but I promise you this: that you will not deliver all the cities and towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Meaning that there are areas that you will not reach. Eh? You yourself will not reach it, but other persons would. Other persons would. Other persons would be able to get to those areas for the Son of, son of Man. Huh? Jesus restricted Israel because he was speaking to Israelites. Now he's talking about every single person in the world. He's saying that you might be in Nigeria and be preaching, and Nigeria is not okay. Go to Cameroon, go to Senegal. You will not reach every part of the earth, I mean every part of Africa before I come. That doesn't mean other people will not reach there. Those persons would be there. The people I have said, just that I have sent you, would also go there and they would reach those parts. Numbers 24 says that the disciple, okay, the disciple is not above his master, but the servant above the Lord. It is not enough for the disciple that he be as, it is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house, Benzebub, how much more shall they call them of the household? This is critical. The 24 says that you are to be like your master. Jesus was telling them that be like me. It's your, 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 your nature and everything about you should be like me. Um, you are not supposed to be above the master. <laughs> be like the master. Be like the master. Jesus is the master. And if we take a leaf from the things Jesus did, especially as it regards to preaching the gospel and the kingdom of God and everything, there were so many times that they wanted to seize him. He fled. There were so many times he wanted to seize him. There were so many times he was supposed to arrest. The Bible says that he went through the crowd and he escaped. And they did not see him anymore. So, these are some of the things that it says. Let me read verse 25 from another translation. It says, The student must be satisfied to share his teacher's faith. Yes, sir. And that the servant, his masters. If they have called the head of the family, Lord of Flies, no wonder the Malin students are like to be their, uh, to be like their teachers, and slaves are to be like their masters. And since I am the master of the household, uh, since I, the master of the household, have been called the prince of demons, the members of my household will be called even worse names. Yeah. This is from the NLT. This is just to break down verse 25 well, to scripture. let you know that the master suffered so much. The fate of the master will be the fate of the students. The fate of the master will be the fate of the servant. If they have said the master, he is the prince of demons. They call Jesus Bezalel, the prince of demons. You are created by this. They would call you worse. Things that the persecution and the trials and everything, these things that he went through, is the same thing the servant would also go through. That's what it means that the master, I mean the servant, would not go above, above the master. Some people, you know, people are trying to say that that scripture contradicts the fact that the Bible says greater works no, no, shall no. you do. So this is another, this is the clarity, this is the balance 
when he says a, 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 a servant cannot go above his master, he's trying to say that we cannot we cannot exempt ourselves from experiencing what Jesus has experienced. Not the fact that we cannot do more than Jesus has done. The fact we can do more than Jesus has done, we can accomplish more in the gospel than Jesus yes. has accomplished. But he has given us the, 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 the spirit, the power, the ability to do that. But then we we must be ready to share the suffering. Yes, of the Jesus. faith. The faith of you Jesus. cannot suffer more than what he suffered. Suffered, yes. I don't know if you understand. Yes, yes. You cannot, you you cannot, cannot suffer. go beyond that suffering. You cannot go beyond yes. You cannot die more than death. Like, there is the suffering yes, 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 and yes, yes, the, yes. this can't, you can't go beyond it. He he had that faith. And the reason the, he had that faith is so that you too, well, whatever would happen to you, would not go beyond that. You cannot death. The death, the whatever, at the end of the day, is just going to be death. Yeah. That would be that's the highest. Your soul cannot now suffer damnation mm-hmm. because he took care of that yes. issue. You cannot now be at the mercy of the devil because he took care of those issues. So the faith is the faith of persecution, the faith of death, you know, and all that things. But you can't go, it can't go beyond that. Say, uh, my wings yeah. are higher than the earth. Yeah. So as far as the earth is, the heaven is higher than the earth. Yeah. So my wings are higher than the earth. My thoughts are than the That means you, you cannot learn more than, or you cannot know more than Jesus. Your knowledge cannot be above. Exactly. Exactly. So let's 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 see. The fact that the Bible says that uh, it says, "For he that enjoyeth the end shall receive." That's particular scripture. You know, the fact that you'll be hated of all men, mm-hmm. verse 22 says, you'll be hated of all men, and he that enjoyed to the, to the end, end shall be saved. Mm-hmm. This scripture is saying that we are going to be hated because hatred is in the world. We are going to be hated. We are going to be persecuted. Verse 23 is saying we are going to be persecuted. Yeah. And then when we are persecuted, we should, we should go from one place to another. We should flee from one city. Audacity and still spread the word of God. Yeah. So if they persecute you on Twitter, go to Facebook. Yeah. If you on Facebook, go to Instagram. Go to every, go to WhatsApp. Just make sure you are still, you still keep spreading the word of God. You still keep preaching the word of God. Not out of persecution, you stop. You stop. What God has asked you to do. And you know, sorry sir, this literally happened in the book of Acts. Okay. Like this was like a confirmation of the book of Acts. After this encounter and everything, the Bible says in Acts, I think Acts 3 or so, Acts 8, that persecution started and the apostles, the disciples of Jesus, they spread. So they left where they were. And as they were moving, they were preaching the gospel. So it's... As they were moving, they were preaching the gospel. So um, so let's, let's take note of this, that in these last days, we cannot, um, we cannot be, we cannot, we cannot experience worse things than Jesus had experienced. Oh. We cannot be above our master. What our master experienced is what we experience, and we should be happy to share in his sufferings. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. No, there is a scripture that is actually striking a chord in my heart. The fact that the Bible says, "You shall not go over the cities of Israel." The sort of man because what will what will help us stay till Jesus comes is the fact that we are busy. We are busy. He says we shall not go over the cities. That is, God wants us to attain a position where we are we are too we are so consumed doing his work, preaching the gospel spreading his good news so much so that we are we have not even done we are we are ambitious about covering the city and we have not covered the city and it shows up i don't know if you get what i'm saying that we are so ambitious so passionate about covering the city and then he shows up so we will not be able to even cover the city we should have it's not that we we, we are not passionate it's not that god doesn't this scripture is just trying to say that we should even have that mind. We should have that vision to, to want to cover the whole city. And then whilst we are covering the whole city, we are not even able to cover it and then he comes. 
all right so we should be busy about it we should be busy about trying to cover the city and trying to reach out to as much persons as possible and then while we are on that the master will come and that's the best way for jesus to meet you yes that's the best position and you are busy trying to cover the city and then he comes so let's read um further verses so verse 26 says fear them not therefore when they come for you when they come for your household fear them not therefore for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known as in seven what i tell you in darkness that speak in light and what ye hear in the in, in the ear that preach ye upon the house tops verse 28 and fear not them which kill the body oh thank you jesus but but are not able to kill the soul but rather fear him which is able to destroy both the soul and the body in hell we are stopping at the steps remember okay okay so verse 20 verse 27 verse 26 verse 27 and verse 28 let me let me explain then you can, can come in says fear them not therefore for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and he that shall not be made known you may know see why you go about preaching the gospel why you go about telling the truth the bible says that you shouldn't be scared because the truth has a way of sponsoring itself the truth has a way of uncovering itself. See, the reason why we should not be scared and we should not be we should not be afraid if the word that we preach will gain will gain publicity, will gain attention, is because what we preach is the truth. And Job says in the book of Job, chapter fourteen, says how forceful are the right words. So. The right words has in it its own force. The truth in itself is powerful, is, is kinetic. You cannot contain the truth, you cannot sustain. So whatever, well, as you preach the gospel without fear, be rest assured, why you shouldn't have fear is that you should rest assured that whatever has been covered will be unveiled. On its own, to, to cooperate with the truth that you are preaching, whatever is in darkness will be revealed, and whatever that is hidden will be unveiled. As you as you preach the gospel, as you preach the truth, it says what I tell you in darkness, it says that speak ye in the light. It's also saying that what God has spoken to you about in your secret place, come and say it in the open. Now, it says and what you hear in, in their your ear, that preach you upon the house tops. Don't be shy. Don't be don't be timid about the truth. Don't be timid about the truth. Go and proclaim it everywhere you can. Speak it as much as you can. Because it will definitely uncover itself. It will definitely, even if you chose not to speak it, it will be uncovered. Yeah. You tell the person smoking is bad, smoking is bad, smoking is this from scriptures, and you you don't the person doesn't take heed of it. Later, when he has a, a liver issue or a kidney problem, he the truth has uncovered itself. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And and one thing that the, um, we should take note of from verse 27 is that as you speak the truth, as you preach the gospel, you will begin to unlock, you'll be unlocked into more truth. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. As you talk about the truth, truth replicates itself. As you talk about the truth, God unlocks you into more truth. As you teach the truth, God unlocks you into more truth. The Bible says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one will come to the Father but by me. So whenever you come into the truth, remember the Bible, like he said, um, there is no there is no there is no end to the knowledge of God. There is no end, there's no limits. His ways are high above our ways. There is no limit to how much you can know God. There is no limit. So if you come into the truth, there is no end to the truth. There is no stop sign to the truth. It continues to multiply on its own. So as you preach the gospel, 
see, many people don't have revelations of the truth of the gospel. The reason is because they are not preaching it. Because the first scripture, the verse 26 says, don't fear, talk about it. Verse 27 says, even the ones that we tell you in the darkness, talk about it in the house talk. The ones that are telling you simply talk about. So as you talk about it, as you talk about the gospel without fear, he will be telling you more. He will be revealing more secrets to you as you talk about the ones he has showed to you. Praise the Lord. There is no end to how much he can share, can show to you, how much he can talk to you about. And verse 28 says, And fear not them which can kill the body, but him who will kill Moses. So he says, Don't be don't be afraid of the people that will not like you, that will disdain you, that will look down on you, that will think you are from a lower class. He says, But be more scared of the person who you are going to be giving account to. Who can condemn you forever in hell? That is when you come under such a pressure that they are intimidating you. You don't have anything. You don't have car. You don't have house like them, and they are intimidating you. So don't be scared of that intimidation. But be scared of your eternity. Don't be scared of the fact that they can kidnap you because you spoke the truth about a certain government. Be scared of your eternity. Don't be scared. That your girlfriend will lose, will leave you, will walk away from you, because you taught the the gospel, you're speaking the truth of the gospel. Be scared about your family. Don't be scared that they can burn your house and burn your house, your clothes and burn your your shoes and burn your cars, because you're preaching the gospel. Be scared of your eternity. And this is why we should preach the gospel, because we have an eternity. So we shouldn't be scared if they put a gun on our head. But we should be scared of he that can destroy both the body and the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. You want to say something about this in summary? I just want to say um, everything you said, don't be scared. Um, don't be scared of what you lose here on earth. Be more concerned about what you lose in eternity. Hallelujah. So, no matter what it is, so it's. Profound very important don't be scared of what you will lose here on earth be concerned about what you will lose in eternity so um i think every everything that has been said so far is in line 29 and 30 is where we stop so i want you to read 29 and 30 and then everybody will come in on it okay 29 are not two sparrows sold for a pattern one of them shall not fall on the ground without and not two sparrows sold for a pattern and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father but the very hairs of your head are oh glory to god now this scripture is trying to say in case you think that god is not concerned about the fact that you still need a house you still need a car you still need a, a good clothes to wear you still need food to eat he is concerned. In case you think he's not concerned about it, he is concerned. That he, the Bible said in previous verse that you should not be should not be bothered about what people will do to your physical your physical belongings, but only bothered about what you will lose in eternity. Yeah. He says even at that, God is concerned that even even though you are losing physical things, God is concerned to make you keep you keep you happy and hail and sufficient because he, he, if he would be very concerned about the sparrows and the birds of the air how much more you you know that he, he even has the number of your hair numbered he's not he's a lunatic just, just to tell you how 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 interested he is about your physical being how protected he is you know where Stephen was going to die do you know that God was going to, God was willing to preserve that guy if he wasn't ready to die. He was willing to. But because Philip had chosen the hope after in, uh, after time, he had chosen the hope in eternity, God allowed for him. When they came to arrest Jesus, Jesus wanted to take them out and that thing was it was, it was cheap for him. The Bible even said so. Yeah. But it, it was his will, it was the will of God. So what I'm trying to say is that God is interested in the fact that God is so interested in you that even if they shoot gun at your glass that is not bulletproof, 
that he can prevent that bullet from permeating you. That's how interested he is about your physical well-being. He is so obsessed about you that he numbered all your hair. That yes. if once falls to the ground, he knows that it's, it's, two, it's number 2044 yes. head that That's came true. down. He is so obsessed. Only a lunatic can be that obsessed with a person. But that's how obsessed he is about you. So much so, he just that's why he doesn't want you to be obsessed about yourself. Don't be obsessed about the money, the car, the physical. Don't be obsessed about his, his agendas. Because he's overly obsessed about you. So people are so concerned about who they will become and what they will become in life. But God is so concerned. And, and they are obsessed about what they become, thinking that God is not concerned about them. But God... God is asking you to do His will and His bidding because in His will and His bidding is all that you will become and do in life. In His will and His bidding is your purpose in life. So He He, he is pushing for His will and His bidding because He's obsessed about you. Yeah. I don't know if you're saying because He wants you to be safe. He wants you to be provided for. He wants you to be protected. That's why He wants you to do in His will yeah. and doing His will. So when somebody says, when somebody tells you don't smoke, uh, uh, don't, don't, don't party. Go to church, pray, do the will of God. When they tell you to do the will of God, what we are trying to tell you to do is to come under divine protection and divine provision. We are trying to tell you don't 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 subscribe to a life of scarcity, a life of, of want, a life of poverty. Come into the life of wealth. That's what we're trying to tell you. When we tell you live like this, do the will of God, live a righteous life, live a holy life. We are trying to tell you to come to the life of wealth. Come to a life of safety, a life of splendor, a life of honor. That's what we're trying to invite you to. Because a life that is lived in the will of God cannot be scarce of these things. God is so obsessed about us. You want to say something about this? And you? God is so obsessed about us. Just a sentence yes. for this uh, 29 yes, and 30. Just a sentence. The impossibility of man mm. is the possibility of God. That's just amazing. Glory to God, yes. Um, okay, so the one we started, you said something about how we should be you know, And all through running down from the scriptures, um, the Bible has been saying, don't be scared, don't be afraid, don't worry, don't be afraid, don't be scared. And so we started with saying be bold, you know, you should be bold. And God is trying to tell us to remove fear from our life. Um, the major concern now is about the kingdom of God, but basically everything about our life, total, the totality of our life, we should remove fear. We should remove fear from the totality of our life. We should take away fear completely. Um, the fear of what we should do, the fear of what we shouldn't do, the fear of are we going to do it right? The fear of what if I feel? The fear of can I do this? The fear of would they listen to me? The fear of is this impossible? You know, and so many fear. And fear is what has kept people um, from moving, from actually taking the initiative, from moving forward, from taking the step, taking the next step. Fear has made people to even stay away from God. Fear has made people to you know, run from the church, run from the presence of God. Fear, fear, fear. And I feel that the summary of the whole scripture, everything is God is saying, stay away from fear. Stop being scared. Stop being afraid. Because fear is what sponsors worry. Fear is what sponsors um, anxiety. Fear is what sponsors um, um, the being concerned about the things of this world. It is because you are afraid. That is why you keep going through these things. You keep saying, I need to get this, I need to get that, I need to yes, get sir. that, I need to get that, I need to get that. How many persons, if you, if you take the kings, their children, these people live without any care in the world. The princes, I mean, people from real royal family, not yes, the politicians now. Hey. People from real royal family. Yeah, you no. check um, this um, United Arab Emirates, the son of the um, the king of Dubai, that is this, they are the sheikh. Uh-huh. The son, you see them without any worry, Worries. without any care at all. These are people that have been born into royalty. 
These are people that have been born into what they are supposed to do. So they don't think about what they are just concerned about is the kingdom. They are concerned about the kingdom. Of the kingdom. They are concerned about the kingdom. You talk about other um, people like the Queen of England and the children. These are people that live without any care at all. They don't. They are not worried about what they are concerned about is the kingdom and the progress of the kingdom. So anything that they are doing is just for the kingdom. Their work, their efforts, eh? their efforts is not to be wealthy. They are already wealthy. Mm. Their efforts is not to make the best name. They already have the name. Their efforts is not get towards being popular. They are already popular. Their efforts is to ensuring that their kingdom it's to ensuring that the kingdom is promoted. It's to ensuring that things work out for the kingdom. So when they are focused in doing what the kingdom wants, when they are not afraid, when they are not scared, when they are not living by worries and cares, and oh, what like the prince wakes up and there is food on the table, the prince wakes up, things are available, the prince wakes up and you know everything that he needs is available. So he is not focused on what he needs. Yes, sir. He's focused on what the, the kingdom, kingdom needs. So he walks towards it. And the moment he's sustained, or rather, the moment he's quelling the needs of the kingdom, he's making sure that the kingdom is continually prospering. And in the prosperity of the kingdom, the prince finds his own prosperity. So as long as the kingdom flourishes, there will be food always in the table yes, of, the king, of the prince. There will be food always. There will be water. There will be clothing. Uh, yeah, there will be covering. There will be security. So he's not going to be saying, ah, I need to hide. I need to go and take shelter. I need to do this. What he'll be saying, okay, the kingdom needs to expand. We need to take that territory. We need to take this place. We need to take that location. We need to take that environment. So in summary, what God wants is that we should stop being scared. Yes, sir. Understand who you are. Understand what you are. Understand what God has made you to be. Who you are in God. Understand this. Focus on the kingdom. Jesus wants you to be bold. Don't be scared of what people would say. Don't worry about, they don't, people that are born into royal family don't give a damn about what people outside say. As long as their kingdom is prospering, People can say what they want to say. As long as the kingdom is prospering, with time, the kingdom will swallow every territory that has fought against it before. And once it swallows it, every territory that it has swallowed will now speak the language of that kingdom. Hallelujah. Every territory that swallowed will now speak the language of that kingdom. This is, this is powerful. Thank you, man of God. Thank you, man of God. This is powerful. So we're just going to pray. We're just going to 